Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Now notice what he says. And I, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. So now we know that this holy city is not heaven. He comes down out of it. That heaven still, can, still remains. There's no change. That heaven hasn't been done away. Heaven and earth has passed away now. And there's a new heaven and a new earth. But God doesn't come down out of the new heaven. He doesn't come down out of the new earth, but he comes down from heaven, his abode, to the new earth. Look at verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Now this is not uh, the new heaven. It's not from the atmospheric heaven. This is not from the stars. It's from beyond the stars. It's from God himself. He heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his peoples. Plural. Now, in the English, in the King James, there you have, and they shall be his people. Well, now, in the Old Testament days, the Jewish people, uh, the Jews were the people of God. They were his chosen as a nation, as a race. And they only, uh, God said, he, they only have I chosen. But now, here, when the King James left the S off of that word people there, well, then they missed the whole mark. Here, there have been people already, we've already noticed uh, the prophecy of it, the forecasting that uh, uh, that uh, God has, the, the angelic host is singing because God, Christ had redeemed men out of every nation, out of every tongue. See? And now then here you have that group coming down. That every nation, that whole people, Gentiles, out of every segment of this old universe that had fled away. Now then, the peoples, there's a new people, and God is dwelling with them. There's no distinction between the Jew and the Gentile. Well, Here. when we see that, uh, we'll see Christ. Right. And we see God, will be Christ. That, well... Uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, so certain uh, that I would limit uh, that to uh, the person. I, we can't understand it. I mean, there's no way to describe it. Word can't explain. But we'll certainly see Christ, certainly, uh, because he is a man, just as he left this earth. But God he didn't lose it. Right. Well, that's what this says right here now, and says, and God... Uh, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, 
and they shall be his peoples. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne, what throne? Well, the last time we had the throne mentioned was in chapter 20, verse 11. But now, uh, that's the, that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that that's what this throne refers to. Why? When John... The first, the, the second vision that John had, when John was caught up from this earth into heaven in vision, in spirit, what did he see? He saw the throne of God. And then he couldn't describe God on that throne. See? And then Christ also was upon that throne. And then fifth chapter he sees Christ coming to the Father, to the throne of God, see? And he takes the book out of his hand. All right? Now, so, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Even though we can't right now describe the Trinity. Oh, no, man, we can't. Uh, God let us know right here. Right. We'll see the three distinctions. Absolutely. We'll Absolutely. Know it. Uh, there'll be the manifestation. Absolutely. Or it says that we'll see God face to face. Now, now that's the, the song says that, you know, saved by his grace, you remember? And when we get through, we want to make a reference to, uh, uh, now, this is heaven, We're talking about songs about heaven. You know, there's a lot of songs been written. There's a lot of songs that, uh, I guess, need revising, but they, they, I can make a lot of, I can have a lot of tolerance with songwriters because they express a thought. It's hard, difficult for them to, to uh, get a message over that for the uh, immediate comfort or the immediate uh, uh, sentiment of a now situation, when in reality they know it's going to be a future, will not have its fulfillment till the future. Uh, the reason I was dwelling on that yeah. one point, I've heard all my life that when I get to heaven, or when I am in heaven, well, it was always expressed when I get to heaven, I'll see nothing but Christ. Right, yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of people that, that teach that, but now that's not, uh, they can't, uh, well, of course they can't, Describe God now. You know, all you do is describe Him in His effects, how it, right. uh, in in terms of stones, precious jewels, see, and, uh, as it has been already done. See, but uh, uh, twenty-one, uh, twenty-one, uh, three and four uh, gives you mighty good indication that you're going to see God. See, He's going to dwell. That means to abide now, see. See, he, uh, he, a tent was a temporary thing. Christ just dwelt in a tent because it was a tabernacle. Well, now this is opposite from the tabernacle. Tabernacle, but when a dwell, when you, uh, when you dwell, you abide, you remain. Uh, just as Isaiah said, the heavens 
Uh, behold, I make, I create, I bring into being a new heavens and a new earth, which shall stand forever. In other words, which, which shall abide, which shall remain. In other words, he said, which shall not pass away. In contrast to the present earth and heavens that will pass away. And God is going to dwell in that uh, earth, in that heaven. All right, here he says, uh, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. Now, uh, that's the same uh, sentiment expressed here. The finality of it is like it is done when Jesus said it is finished. Uh, whatever Jesus had in mind with reference to it is finished was finished. It didn't have to have any addition to it and hadn't yet, see. All right, now here you have God making all things new. And uh, it's done. It's finished. Uh, now then, verse 6, he, he tells us, and he said unto me, well, now, well, of course, back in verse uh uh, for God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now, can this we, can we hold down to me? Yeah, I didn't come down to there again. Yeah, now. okay. Well, before we pass off of that, what you and Brother James Allen are talking about, I want to go back over here in uh, First Corinthians fifteen twenty four. Is that idea contained in there when Jesus Christ is going to offer this up to the Father, the Kingdom? Is that idea in there? Oh yes, about this. That God then come right. Oh, that's right. Be something, some distinction, somewhere or another. Here, um, twenty-three and twenty-four and twenty-five and twenty-six and seven is the is the passing of the millennial reign to et- to the eternal reign. See, when when uh, Christ gives up His kingdom to the Father. See, and then it says. For he hath put all things, and that's another one of my references I had to the all things. See, all things under his feet. When he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. Uh, but when it says here, uh, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. Well, that will be accomplished during the millennium, see, at the end of it. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. All right? Well, when 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 does that take place? See, uh, the second resurrection. See, when the first resurrection and the second when the resurrection is completed, uh, the judgment uh, is set, and then. Uh, you have the new heaven and new earth. That's when this, the kingdom, millennial kingdom, is transferred. There's no more death after that. In other words, there's no more death after the, uh, uh, the, the general judgment. See, see there you have the resurrection. The, you have them raised out of the sea, the earth, wherever they are. And, and you say it at these verses, and I can want y'all talking about uh, greatly indicate that that there will be something there that will indicate God specifically. Absolutely. In distinction to the, Absolutely. To the Son. Is that what you That's mean? right. 
And the Bible, uh, the only way that uh, uh, a man can understand God is through uh, terms like God heard or the hand of God is heavy upon so-and-so. That means judgment, you see, or the arm of the Lord, meaning protection. The eyes of the Lord, recognize, showing God's uh, vigilance, keeping and knowledge, see it? Uh, and his wisdom, and his eyes are upon him. And that God doesn't sleep. Well, we know man sleeps. But now then, to show the opposite and the greatness and the perfection of God's glory, you would say God doesn't sleep, you see, in order to contrast the different, make a... Uh, the finiteness of man and the infiniteness of God. So, uh, yes, that's what we, uh, I think we, you have that there in verse 24. Well, this year it's getting off our subject a bit, but you read this verse a while ago, and if you would, while we, here, I wish you'd make a, just one statement about each one of those things in, uh, First Timothy 3.16. First Timothy 3.16? Yeah. Well, the mystery of... Have an outline to study from. Just about that great passage you were talking about. You might have just to make a statement about it. You said the first one, you know... The third chapter there, that's verse 16. Yeah. All right. That's our... Then we'll go on. That's our... And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Now, that's God was manifest in the flesh. Now, you said for, godliness was about what now? About mystery of godliness? That, that yeah, yeah. That, this, this is a whole subject. Okay. The, the, everything in this now, what it, to, to the mystery of godliness. It's God manifesting himself. Well, now, uh, back, if you, if you want to go back to the beginning, you see how God manifested himself to Adam. Adam wasn't scared of God, and he talked with God. And God uh, uh, appeared to him. All right. But that was before sin. That was before Satan appeared, you see. And uh, the, the day's coming, and we, that's what we're reading about in Revelation, when God himself now uh, is dwelling, manifests himself, justified in the Spirit. Now, I, I, I uh, question the capitalization of the word, uh, of the word spirit, uh, in verse 16. Now, if you, uh, if you say that, he, uh, read this justified in the Spirit and refers to the Holy Spirit, why, then it would mean that, uh, uh, Jesus, while in the flesh, uh, received the testimony of the Spirit. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.